0: Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Breff Nearly, and you're listening to the Sports Roundup Show here on the podcast. It is of course International Women's Day as we're recording this on Sunday evening and we are dominated by women's sport this weekend. Of course we announced the three winners of the Leitrim Daily Sports Person of the Month Awards. All three went to ladies, to Hannah Johnson on her international debut in the international category for the women's under 18 rugby side, to Theresa Doherty. Won the Masters Cross Country Championship at a canter in athletics, and Alana McGuinness, who won a Connacht Indoor title in athletics. Also, congratulations to the three, three ladies. And well done on your fantastic months. And hopefully you'll be delighted to have picked up our monthly award as well. It was, of course, a big weekend for women's sport in the county. Our hurlers and footballers both had the weekend off in terms of competitive action. And our ladies Gaelic footballers picked up the baton with a fantastic victory over Limerick. four thirteen to 1-6 in the Little National Football League Division 4 clash played in avant Park. Sean McTier-Mede, on Sunday afternoon. We'll be speaking later in the show to Hugh Donnelly, their manager, Claire Owens, their captain and former All-Star Sarah McLaughlin on her return to the intercounty fold despite telling us she had retired during the course of last summer. Now in terms of the development squads coming through, the under-18s were in action on Friday night. The minor side played Mayo in their second round game of the Connacht. Championship. Uh, They were beaten by four points, four thirteen to four nine. We'll be chatting to their manager Jerome Quinn about what that result means for their season going forward, as they still hope to get into that Connacht A final, but also will be competing for possibly a Connacht B final after the, that particular result. In terms of other action over the weekend, Niall moran had a good night, despite Sligo Rovers' defeat to Shamrock Rovers at home in the showgrounds on Saturday night. 3-2 the final score. Niall moran opened his account for the club with a goal in injury time to really kind of take a bit of the glass off that 3-1 scoreline as it was. 3-2 the final score. Not enough time really after Niall's strike to really force the issue and maybe secure a point that probably on the balance of play wouldn't have been merited for Sligo Rovers a very limited performance from the bulk of the Sligo Rovers side unfortunately Shamrock Rovers didn't really get out of first gear still had enough in the tank to beat them over the 90 minutes plus Niall we'll chat to him after the game and his excitement about getting off the score sheet but underlying it all is the disappointment at the way the season has gone so far for Sligo Rovers we'll hear a very honest interview from Liam Buckley as well after the game uh, about how he feels the season has progressed the injury crisis that's at the club at the moment and how that is in terms of maybe getting some players back on the pitch in the coming weeks and hopefully stopping this tide of defeats at the start of the season and uh, they face a trip to Derry on Friday night but we'll hear from Liam about all of that later in the programme Longford of course they saw their game postponed they were due to play w- Bray Wanderers last night or Sun- Saturday night as you're listening to this uh, they were due to play on Saturday night against Bray, game called off because of an issue with the ground in Bishopsgate game unavailable and couldn't go ahead. In terms of Leitrim GAA men's club football action, there was the start of the new leagues in the county. Declan Bohun, the secretary of the county board, will be telling us all about the structure that's involved in the new Premier, Reserve and secondary leagues in the county. All of that will be explained. It'll be clear as mud, I promise. If it's not already confusing, we might just confuse it a little bit more. No, hopefully we'll be able to sort that out. But it means more games at the right level for players in the county. It's a very positive step. And Declan Bohan will be telling us exactly how that works. We'll also go through the fixtures and results of that over the weekend. There was, of course, underage action as well in boys football. Under 13 and under 17 games taking place over the whole weekend. In terms of other activity in the soccer world, in the junior ranks, there was action for both Carrick Town and Manor Rangers in their different cup competitions over the course of this morning that's Sunday morning in the Glasshouse Cup which is for the Super League sides in the Sligo Leitrim League Manor Rangers had an exciting nine goal thriller came out the best of that after extra time 5-4 was the final score two first half goals from Patrick Wolfe and Shane Walsh were cancelled out by Adam Lynch and Kyle Harrigan in the second half of the game to force extra time. Alan Hickey and Jeremy Giblin looked to have put the issue beyond doubt, but two second-half strikes in extra time from Jordan Hart meant it would go that little bit longer. But Alan Hickey had other plans, and he made sure it wouldn't go to penalties because Manor have had too many penalty experiences in the last couple of weeks. 5-4, the final score there. A great, I suppose, resilient performance to be clawed back twice both in normal time and in extra time and still go ahead and win that game so Alan Hickey the savior on the last goal of the five there but a great performance from Manor Rangers and they're continuing that fantastic form into the upcoming league campaign as they push on with that Super League title in mind now Carrick Town as we mentioned many times on the show they're back in adult football this year It's been a relatively disappointing league campaign from their point of view, but they also ended their cup interest this weekend when they went down 3-0 to Arrow Harps. Uh, So they kind of left the cup with a little more than a whimper. That is the Cleary Landscapes and Pitch Maintenance Cup. Uh, Disappointing way to end their, I suppose, interest in competition this season. It's unlikely they'll be back in that playoff hunt. A couple of games left in the season, but they'll be delighted to be back in junior football. And playing at adult level again. So congratulations to Carrick just on being in that competition this year. Great to see them back at that level. In terms of rugby, uh, games at all levels in the adult ranks this weekend. Sligo unfortunately beaten in their refixed game against Corinthians 24-8 in Galway on Saturday afternoon. That really puts a dampener on Sligo's promotion hopes. Uh, Corinthians now taking a bit of a step forward in terms of that competition for the top four spot and the playoff for promotion in Division Two B of the Energy AIL. In terms of local competition, Sligo also in action in the Junior One A Division in Connacht. They beat Castlebar away five, uh, nine points to five, in the end to uh, to really put themselves back away from the bottom of that table. They had been struggling in that particular grade. While in the junior plate, Carrick and Shannon Rugby Club beaten at home by Toome, 19 points to 6. It had been 3-0 at half time, so a bit more open in the second half, but unfortunately not going Carrick and Shannon's way. They'll be hoping to to keep their league form going and maybe push on up the table. Uh, with a couple of league games left in that particular grade of rugby there in junior 1c, so hopefully they'll be able to push on up the table. Now, one final piece of news before we get into the various interviews taking place later in the programme is Durbla Rooney's back in the boxing ring, and delighted for her, she was competing in the Irish third-level Boxing Association Championships and secured the national title, so 16 months out of the ring competitively, great to see her back and fighting fit and winning competitions so uh, congratulations to Dervila on that we will be talking to various members of all of these teams across the next half hour or so but we're going to start because it is international women's day we're going to start with the ladies we'll talk to Hugh Donnelly of Leitrim ladies but first we'll talk to Claire Owens the captain of the team after the game today Claire Owens captain of Leitrim ladies good win today you must be happy
1: Definitely very happy, yeah. Um, we really needed that win and um, just delighted with how everyone from the first throw-in went at it and worked really hard
0: for each other. In terms of the game, a lot of changes from the team that was named beforehand. Was that planned or was that just something that happened because of different reasons?
1: I, Your guess is as good as mine, Bethany. Um, there have been a lot of changes. Like We have a massive panel and there's serious competition for places. So. You know, we named the panel on a Friday night and you you don't know from one week to the next whether you're going to be on it or not so um, it's named there have been changes every weekend and yeah as I say there's no major reason a couple of injuries maybe but um, no major reasons. just I suppose keeping us on our toes maybe
0: In terms of the game today you scored a goal fairly early on in the game never really looked like losing it from that point on how much do you learn from games like today when you win fairly easily in the end?
1: Well, maybe we didn't learn a whole pile from today, but I think it was important. We went over to Louth a couple of weeks ago and just, I suppose, probably maybe let ourselves down a little bit in that we didn't really perform. Um, It's one thing getting beaten by a better team. It's another when you go and and don't give a good account of yourself. So, you know, I suppose we're always learning is the first thing. But, um, yeah, just I think probably the fact that we got off to a good start is maybe something we haven't done in the past. So it's, it's good when we can get that early goal or early point.
0: On a personal really level, you came off for the last couple of minutes. You seem to be having a bit of a conversation with Joe Cox. You weren't giving out, been taken off for the last two minutes, were you?
1: Definitely wasn't giving out. I may have been discussing in a healthy debate the ref's uh, performance, but no, definitely wasn't giving out, and taken off. Look, it's, like I say, with a massive panel, and you know, everyone's working as hard as each other, so... It's great to have a day like today when everyone can get a run out and, uh, no, definitely wasn't given out but taken off.
0: Yeah, talking about the referee's performance, I'm not going to draw you out on that, but in terms of the game, two sim bins laid on for Leitrim. You finished the game with 13 players. That seems to be a bit of a recurring theme for the team. Is discipline a problem within the squad or just maybe uh, an over-excited referee?
1: Yeah, but I, I suppose the refs have been very, kind of, I suppose, different in what they expect or what they look for. Um, today, I just thought... Look, I know ladies' football is a non-contact sport, so there's always that to fall back on as a ref. But, you know, I just thought 50-50 tussle, things like that, he, he called them a lot. Um, but in terms of discipline, you know, maybe, maybe we need to shore it up a little bit, but I think I'd kind of always... It's a lot of heart when a girl is going for a ball. It's, it's She's really going for it. So it's probably more that than maybe a lack of discipline, I would say.
0: Three wins from four now attention must be turning towards that league final league semi-finals Uh, what's the the plan for the rest of the season
1: well there are no semi-finals so it's top two go through um, which you know having lost allowed put us under a fair bit of pressure but look at all I mean all we can do now is go and win our next two games if we can and see where that leaves us but um, we've put ourselves in a better position today than we were let's say yesterday so um, we'll just have to keep working hard if we can win both the matches and other results go our way we could be preparing for a final who knows
0: well, done today, and best luck in the next two games. Perfect. Thanks very much, Bethany. Sarah McLaughlin, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you. How are you,
0: Bethany? I'm great. Now we spoke about oh, six or eight months ago. Now, and you said on no all- uncertain terms would you ever be back in elite from Jersey again? Um <laughs> oh God, what, God, happened, God. what happened? What happened uh, with your promises? Because you're after giving a great display there and a great result against Limerick in the National League.
2: Thanks, Bethany. I think I need to stop saying that. <laughs> oh God. Sorry. <laughs> I know I know I'm 34 and I do feel it I I felt every bit of 34 out there but um, I suppose last year I was feeling I was 33 and kind of feeling like I should retire Um, but you know what if I feel I can help the team in some way whether that's you know not playing, playing, playing some sort of role in the team I will be there for this year and supporting the girls in whatever way I can and great if it means on the field but if it's in another capacity then great as well
0: Tell us about that decision, though, in terms of actually why you made that decision to commit back. Because it's a huge commitment. Even in your early 20s, it's a huge commitment. In your early 30s, it's an even bigger one because life is more spread out. It's more distractions. Uh, Why put yourself back into this?
2: Um, I just felt that my last few experiences of football just hadn't been me putting in as much as I could have. And I definitely, like, we went out and played club football last year and I didn't feel any way fit. And I was so disappointed in myself that I hadn't, you know, put in the effort, put in the winter seasons, you know, the the training and all of that to get yourself into that fitness. And um, I just felt that I wanted to, you know, on my last year, here we go again, (laughs) saying it's the last year, I just felt my last year I wanted to do it right. I'm eating right, training right, you know, as as is everyone with a team. Um, But on that point, you know, that a lot of people don't mention, I feel for ladies it's a huge thing to play into your 30s and you know it, it's great to see the likes of the you know Bernard Brogan's up in Dublin you know and they were still playing and they had their babies but it's very different for the woman you know and obviously it's a huge commitment for partners to work together and you know to have children and be able to go out and play in that but for the girl you're the one who has to carry the kids so for me it's putting off having children until I'm finished football so it is it's a huge personal commitment I feel in your 30s I'm now in my mid-30s you know compared to compared to what the men have to do so yeah I, I, I say this again but I do think this will be my last
0: In terms of the, the team that's come here both on the pitch and off the pitch how different is this to maybe previous particularly in the recent years it's it's been a struggle for Leitrim to get that end of things right in terms of getting the, the strongest players on the pitch and maybe um, the right mix of people on the line how close are Leitrim to having a really really good set up on both both on and off the pitch this year
2: yeah well i i think it's there you know the 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 management the the team the whole background team the team that's there and the girls pushing for places and there's no one that's safe i didn't play a minute against Louth, and then today i get my day to get out and show what we can do you know everyone is just pushing for that jersey which i think for years it's kind of been it's been a while since we've had that and it's great we've a great panel, we have a great number of players and everyone is busting for that starting position or to come on but um, yeah, there's great competition it's brilliant.
0: I don't really want to harp on about your age again but I want to go back to when you made your inter-county debut back in the day some of the girls on the pitch today weren't even born weren't even born, probably half the team wasn't even born at that stage how different is inter-county football now from say in the late or in the early 2000s?
2: well it's so different you know we were training on friday night up in anna duff and coxie who i used to play with for years she was there training underage there and uh, she even just the simple thing of seeing us training together wearing the same outfit and she was like god i wish i was playing in these days where we look the outfit you look the part and even just great today um getting out on our county grounds absolutely fantastic to be here in park sean but it's just the it's it's the whole thing. It's the background team. It's getting the physios, getting the food, um, the, the gear. You know, it's just everything coming together. And um, the profile of the game yourself here, the the Facebook live from the LGFA being here. You know, the everyone is just pushing it through media, through different sources, um, to get ladies football onto the map. And she saw yourself there in Crow Park every year. They're pushing to hit new spectator numbers. Um, our club ourselves, we joined the uh, 2020 Vision and um, to show your stripes, uh, we've joined that. Um, we were down at a club game this morning supporting our club girls. Um, I counted the numbers, there was 34 there. And our goal this year is to try and increase spectators coming to um, girls' matches, particularly in our in our local club.
0: In, in terms of growing spectator numbers, Let's talk about the spectators here today because the facilities are fine. Now it's a cold day, granted, a little bit of rain, but overall it's not that bad. It's not exactly packed. There wasn't a huge clamour for seats here today. What can be done? Because there was good promotion put in around the game. I know competition's online. How do we put more bums on seats at this game?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like The promotion was there. Um, we just People need to come out. Um, when the men will play here, it wouldn't matter if it was hail, rain, snow. You know yourself. I come here. I support the men. Um, but we need to support the women. So I do think the promotion's there. I think the Facebook was there. Getting lots of messages, wishing you luck, lots of Facebook things. Um, but the best way you can show support is come come and cheer us on it was fine today the margin wasn't um, that narrow but on that tight day when, when you're down a point of that it's the crowd that really is that extra person on the field so further down the line when we really need it we really need people just to come out just come out and show your face and cheer us on
0: In terms of the last two games Carlo two weeks time awfully the week after that uh, hopeful of uh, getting past those challenges and reaching the league final
2: Yeah definitely hopeful and um, you know, looking at Limerick there, Limerick put it up to Carlo and Offaly. Um, I think they drew to one, lost narrowly by one point. Um, so if we're there, thereabouts with Limerick, we would hope we'd be there, thereabouts with those two teams as well. But that's our goal. Our goal is to get back and get another fight at Louth
0: well hopefully that happens in another couple of weeks Sarah congratulations today well done on playing 16 minutes at 34 <laughs> years of age You're, you brought it up not me um, but the very best of luck in the rest of the league campaign and obviously as the season progresses in what's going to be your your last in inverted commas your last campaign for Leitrim
2: cheers Marfony stop
0: <laughs> Hugh Donnelly good victory today against Limerick expected
2: um, Look, listen.
0: As I said, from, from day dot, we've
3: got to um, you know look after our own performances, and if we did that, um, then you know the results would take care of themselves. So I, I have I trust the players, and, and you know we knew that if we applied ourselves properly and, and um, you know look after ourselves and how we play and how we set up, and, and then the result you know would ultimately take care of itself. So to, to answer your question, yeah, you know I have had every faith in the team, and, and I knew it was going to be a battle. And um, look, I'm delighted to get across the line
0: good mix of players today from old and young 16 year olds on the pitch both starting and coming on some girls in their 30s as well really nice blend of, of experience and youth
3: yeah well that was the, the, you know the, the beauty about it and um, look that's why we carry such a large panel and um, you know the, the experienced players um, you know can can blend in with with the youth and, and likewise and, and the youth is there to learn from the from the older more experienced players so it's a nice balance and um, at the minute, so uh, everybody's working hard, and and you know the competitions for is there for places, and and um, that's what it's all about, you know.
0: Talk to us about the Louth game, because I know we spoke to you on the show about that. But how much of a blip was that in your season?
3: Well, I suppose the big thing about the Louth game was that Louth brought a, an intensity that we weren't. Um, Used to um, in, our, in the prior the previous two games to uh, Antrim and Derry, so it was um, it said was, it was a big shock to us initially, and it took us a little while to to um, adapt to it. And you know, as I said earlier, as well as someone else, um, you know, the four-hour bus journey didn't help either. So. Uh, as probably Limerick would have figured this morning. So you, we were a bit slow to start. But look, bottom line is that um, we sat down, we analysed, we looked at the DVD and, and we learned from it. And, and that's all I can ask for from, from my panel of players, is that, that we learn from, from our mistakes and, and, and things that didn't go according to plan in, in the Louth game. So delighted to get the response, and it was a, a fantastic response at that. You know,
0: Three wins from four now, two games to go. Victory in both of those puts you in a league final against Loud again. Would you fancy your chances of getting to that final and... Return the favour on loud
3: I suppose. Look, uh, you know, I know it's an old cliche, and I've said this to you before, but we're going to focus on one game at a time. Today it was about uh, Limerick and and getting past that challenge. We now have um, uh, Carlow in two weeks' time, which is a massive challenge down in Carlow as well. So we're not going to take uh, take any for granted or look past Carlow, and um, we're uh, going to apply ourselves and, and, and train properly, and and um, you know if we again take care of ourselves and and look after ourselves and and play to our performance uh, potential then then hopefully the result will take care of itself
0: We talked about some of the young girls playing today, some of them have played a couple of games this week, two with the county minors, one with the school again today, four games in six days, it's a lot to put on young girls coming through
3: It is and and as I said earlier you know um, I've, you know, been in constant contact with the younger generation and, and some of them players who are, are are both codes and and so you know I'm I'm well aware of, of, of the training loads and we have, um, you know, I suppose brought into consideration um, that when they're training with the county. So at the end of the day, uh, it's important that um, you know they know their limitations, we know their limitations, and it's it's all about uh, communication, communicating with players and communicating with schools and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we wanted to to I suppose introduce a little bit more. Uh, used today um, and as I said pay dividends especially in the, in the first 20-25 minutes
0: You never really looked like losing the game from about 5-6 minutes in you scored a goal a couple of points and that gap never really got brought back in to worrisome d- distance
3: no, probably not. But we, I suppose, there was a period there of, of in the first half um, where we decided to to go back to maybe um, old trends and and give away the silly possession and start playing ball at, at knees and 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 start um, kicking fifty fifty ball and things like that. Things that, that that were you know trying to to get a old habits. So, um, but we regrouped at the second half. We knew that um, Limerick were going to come out, and and I suppose that it was a case of weathering the storm and and, and getting the counterattacks in and decisive every time we attack and that that there's a score comes off it so um but yeah look overall um i suppose i'm 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 delighted with the with the performance and the result
0: would you be concerned about the number of wides in the game yeah listen I, i
3: suppose I'd be a little bit more concerned if they didn't take responsibility and have a go. You know, you'll only miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So therefore, you know, I suppose just learning, it's learning—it's—it's it's about getting the distance and getting angles right, and and you know, I suppose getting the right kickers on the ball. So again, it's—it's—it's it's, it's about mistakes um, and learning from your mistakes and, and minimizing the mistakes for the next day against Carlo.
0: Listen, well done. Very best looking two weeks against Carlo. 100%. Thank you very much. Cheers. On Saturday night, as we mentioned, Sligo Rovers beaten by Shamrock Rovers. After the game, I caught up with Liam Buckley. Now, there are a couple of voices in here. It's a pooled interview with some of the Sligo journalists. So you'll hear some other voices in there as well as my own. Uh, This is Liam's thoughts after the game when he told us how he thought the game had gone.
4: I would be disappointed in their defeat, obviously. Um, In fairness, Shamrock Rovers said they played better than we have this evening. Um, Just would like our our quality on the ball to be better. Um, I do think there's a better performance in this group that we have bear in mind we are down a few bodies but uh, that said with the group that we have even out this evening I do expect them to be better.
3: Was it a case of for their three goals a bit of defensive naivety from us?
4: Uh, yeah, there was a little bit yeah, when I seen them back um, that's you know, that said listen we're down a bit. at least five defenders out and when Timo came off with this evening there's probably six defenders out uh, of our group. Uh, it's tricky from that end you know we're trying to juggle things around we've got Gary Buckley going in at centre back we'll see more at centre back at one stage and it's just tricky. Niall Morgan, who's a midfielder, playing fullback. Uh, we're just fine until we at the minute. But um, hopefully we can get one or two back over the next few weeks. What was the issue with Timo when he came off? What was the injury? He had just a slight Achilles issue. Okay. Uh, in fairness, Gary Buckley did quite well. I I did know, he, did, he did fine. Uh, he did he did well. Uh, I said, the two goals in the second half, we'd be disappointed when I look back on him. So you have to track back and you have to get your tackles done, but we didn't. Um, that said we didn't do enough really you know we, you know, we chances when I think about the amount of chances we've had against the amount of chances they had uh, they're definitely on top but look at you know if they're at this a few years now their favourites to probably win the league along with Dundalk either them or Dundalk are going to win the league from our end of it uh, we just need to get a performance where we can start winning a few matches uh, and that's where we need to get turned on quickly
0: it must have been positive, say, I mean, for a, a long stage, you were, you were holding your
4: own with them to a certain uh, level. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I can't fault the effort or the workload that the lads are putting in. It's just the quality on it. We need to get better. Uh, like, if you're in possession, you've got a chance of winning matches. You've got a chance of creating ch- chances and goals. We're just not in possession long enough, you know, and we need to be a lot more calmer in possession. And, you know, that way you can develop patterns of play, you can be a bit more creative, and you will be able to rely on a uh, uh, style of play. But at the minute, we just haven't got that couple of nice touches from Ryan De Vries. happy with how his f- for debut went? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to get him in there's a bit of fitness work to be still done with Ryan very uh, in mind he's been over the last few months so we'll need to get him up to speed quickly uh, but I do think he'll be a good addition to the group
5: Is he a similar type of player to Romeo if you want to play him at the same level? Well Romeo yeah yeah,
4: correct yeah and he's got certain attributes as well like he is quite quick you might be seeing that tonight that's his first game now in months mm-hmm. so uh, and we need to throw him in at the deep end we will work on him to get him up to speed like the rest of the lads are all probably that little bit ahead of him in relation to having done a pre season and they're already three or four matches into the season. So, um, But I do see potential in him.
6: How far are the likes of Lewis back? How far has ba- he come back to full fitness for Regan Donald? Yeah, well, John on?
4: Mahan, obviously, that leg break is, is gone for a few months. Uh, Regan dislocated the shoulder. He, he's probably a couple of weeks away now at this stage. Maybe next week, we'll see. Um, Oh, who else? John Delevy has a bit of an knee issue going on. Um, Lewis Banks, has, he's still gone for another two or three weeks. So we, we've got a knuckle down. We've got a hard little road ahead of us and we've got to try and get a few points on the board while we're getting people back. What's the, what's the Derry game going on? Another, another tough game coming up? Yeah, look, listen, they've been beating my Waterford last night. I, honestly, God, you seen? I mean, tonight for an hour okay we're holding in there, hanging in there and there's not a lot between a lot of the teams bar the top two uh, they've got squads you can see the squad there bringing off the bench and there's fellas sitting in the stand here that are, could well be in our team um, that said from where we're at uh, you know, we've, we've just got to try and knuckle down and, and get a few points on the board. I'd say there's, there's very between a lot of the teams, but we just don't want to be adrift. And at the minute we are. Do, do, you, do you feel there's a, there's a hex on or on you with all these injuries? Uh, no, look listen, it is what it is. We've, you know, you, we, we, you can't, you know, you can't for, for a leg break in pre-season. I know, if I haven't had that, I just I can't remember anybody doing that. Uh, you know, Regan to dislocate his shoulder and be over six weeks with that. Uh, you know, now yeah, don't plan for that. And then with the other bits and pieces that we've had, um, they just kicked in at the wrong time. Do
5: you feel once we get that first win that it will
4: be, uh, you know? Uh, no, I, I think we win matches, right? but we just need to get a few people back. I do think it will help us defensively. Like as I said, to you, we've nine miles being probably our man of the match um, <laughs> in most the games we have played so far this season. But he's, he's a centre mid. You know, he's just, and he's a top centre mid for me. Uh, he'll, he'll definitely be a. We've Gary Buckley dropped back in. We've Will Seymour played centre back. He's a mid. It's just trying to well, fitting people into positions here that are not really used to to some degree. So, as I say, if we can just get even even one or two of the lads that I've mentioned, here, like Danny Kane, for me he's a top four player. He's a top four player. You know, if we could get Lewis Banks, he was a player of the year last year. We just need to say, hopefully we can get them back in the next few weeks. That said, in the meantime, like the team we've had out tonight, I just I do expect better quality on that. That's we got to walk on
0: a lot of players playing out of position today Niall Moore you mentioned popped up with a goal at the end almost uh, gave us a chance to nick a point
4: yeah it's just unfortunate it was in the last minute but uh, Niall's done fantastic You're delighted for him as well he's doing really well um, it's just as I say collectively we just don't want one or two good individual performances if you've had from Niall it's just collectively we want all the of players to step up and play better together And are you worried that Games are slipping by. In look, no, no, in this, we're only four games in the yeah. season. Listen, and, you know, I can guarantee you, they won't, we won't be in this position at the end of the season. Please, God, <laughs> um, uh, we just need to sort of you get one two back. I, 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 there is a better performance in this group.
0: I also spoke to the player that Liam described as the man of the match from a Sligo point of view, Niall Moirin, Leitrim Village's own Niall Moran ahead of his first scoring performance for the bitter red, named as the man of the of the month or the player of the month for February earlier in the week. It's been a bit of a whirlwind start to the campaign for Niall Moran. He's really hit the ground running, despite maybe being part of that team, as we've mentioned, just not quite firing on all cylinders yet, waiting for a few players to come back from injury. And it's going to be a long season for Sligo Rovers fans. So uh, here's what Niall had to say immediately after the game. Niall Moran, goal scorer. Scored 50% of the club's goals
6: this season. How does that feel? Uh, Yeah, obviously nice feeling to get my first goal, but uh, disappointing about the result
0: talk about the game tonight because Shamrock Rovers came hot and heavy there were four wins from four you were three defeats from three people didn't give you much of hope but you really stuck in there for, for most of the game only the one goal and five separating the teams at the end
6: Yeah listen I think we always play well when Shams come to town you know it's always a fiery encounter and I thought for the first 10-20 minutes we were pretty much in the game and up until they got the first goal maybe our heads dropped a little bit but once we got the penalty I think it lifted us a lot and um, I think once we came out in the second half the second goal, um, that was a big one for them. And I think if we got the second one earlier, it might have been a different story, but I think we did enough to get a draw, you know. But um,
0: yeah. talk, talk us through your own goal there, because late in the game, just on the edge of injury time, really, um, how did it? When how did you find yourself on the edge of the Shamrock Rovers box? Because you played right back tonight.
6: Yeah, it's a rare occasion, me getting up there, I suppose. and It's more than me, panic when I get up there. But, uh, yeah, listen, just kind of fell to me a little bit awkwardly, I had to get out of my feet and luckily swung my left boot at it and uh, curled in.
0: Not one for the ages, but still nice to get off the mark in terms of your Sligo Rovers career, uh, in terms of goal scoring. Um, speaking of goal scoring, Ryan De Vries came on the pitch tonight, two goals, first two goals of the season, it's nice from a team point of view to finally be hitting the net, maybe signs of green shoots coming ahead for the team?
6: Yeah, I think um, it's a good sign when we score against, put two past one of the top teams in the league. And it kind of shows we should be doing that against uh, the Leicester teams, you know. And uh, to be fair, Ryan did well for his first game. And I suppose it wasn't his natural position in the number 10 role. But uh, yeah, I think it's a sign of good things to come from him.
0: What's next for yourself, Derry, next week?
6: Uh, Yeah, I think we'll be looking, especially after that, (laughs) to get our first few points on the board. It's a big chance for us to kind of get up and running. Um, I think it's important in the next few games that we do get up and running.
0: What's the mood in the camp like? Because obviously four defeats in, can't be easy to, to take that. Obviously Liam has spoken heavily about the, the injury list. It's just increasing, increasing. Timu, another loss tonight?
6: Uh Yeah, Timu going off early. And as you know yourself, we have still four or five fellas out, and mainly defenders. And I suppose Gary Buckley did well. He did a job in there when, uh, when he went in. Yeah, I suppose the mood isn't too bad. I suppose we're all disappointed. Um, but at the same time, there is 32 games left. It's a long season you wouldn't be long turning things around. So uh, we are just g- got to keep working hard, get our heads down and um, try to get a few points on the road next week.
0: It's on the road next week, but of course De- uh, Waterford are here on the 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day. So big crowd, big support, and hopefully uh, a first or maybe even a second win, depending on how the Brandywell well goes on Friday night. Hopefully so. Now on Friday night, the minor ladies were in action against Mayo. I caught up with Jerome Quinn, manager of the team in Parkshawn on Sunday. And here's his thoughts on the development of that minor panel over the last couple of weeks, months and even years and where they're headed for this season ahead. Jerome Quinn, minor manager for the, the ladies football here in Leitrim. The game on Friday night against Mayo. Talk us through what, what happened on, on the night. Well,
7: we went out... We'd near enough our, our full squad and uh, we, we went to them like and when Leithram when Leithram play I believe that we are as good as what's in the rest of the country and we showed that they are that we are you know like what we anything that we scored on Friday night it was we basically constructed it ourselves and like we could take their their defence apart at any time whereas um, you know for for us we have the talent, I think, to take on any team. This, if we can get that confidence and, you know, to go for it, you know, when we're out there. And we have tremendous players have tremendous players there, quality, quality players like, in several different codes of national standards. So, like, we don't have anything to be looking across our shoulders at anybody.
0: In terms of the competition so far, I suppose we're well used to being well beaten by Galway and Mayo, but to really be in the game with Mayo right up until the end, it's a nice plus for for Leitrim at that level.
7: Yeah, well, like, there was only a few points in it at the end of the game, and like if if you analyse it, like Mayo really like their creativity was way way below ours. The majority of their scores came from basically turnovers and. If you, if you like, errors on our part. And we're just starting, that's basically our second game in the competition. We are out against Galway without without a couple of our stronger players. And, OK, we were 10 points adrift at the end of the day, but we were very, very competitive. And, you know, if, if things had to go differently, we, we missed a couple of scores, missed a couple of, you know, scores which would have made all the difference. The same the last day. So, we we have work to do. But, Look, I, I wouldn't be a bit afraid, you know, going out and competing with them. But then, when you're in Leithram, you're up against it because you're, when it comes down to it, you're down to numbers. We have top-quality players, and I've always said that, we have the most skillful players in the country, but what we don't have is we don't have, we don't have the abundance of numbers these other counties do. But because of the demographics, our players come up, they're big fish in small ponds, they're extremely talented players for the time to get there and thus that they're picked up at every other code as well so y- you know you're under pressure from several different angles but when you get the players there we have what will compete with anybody else in the country I have no doubt about it we have the talent to do it
0: In terms of scheduling Hannah Johnson away with the Irish rugby team a week ago Murren away with the Irish soccer team two weeks ago uh, semi-final All-Ireland semi-final for Manor Hamilton the day before the game what kind of impact does that have on preparation for a game like Friday night?
7: Well there's two ways of looking at that. You know, you can go along these excuses. I wouldn't look at them as excuses uh, as excuses at all. Like it's tremendous of girls performing at that level, and I always think there's a transfer from one goal to the other anyway. And if you look at Hannah Johnson the way she can, she there's absolutely no caution in her play. She just drives out with the ball, and there's power. There's, like she she just lifts everything when she's playing. She's such a she's such a vital player in the role she plays, and. Like, you can say about, like, okay, we had eight or nine girls involved in in an All-Ireland semi-final the evening before. But at the end of the day, they're playing at that standard. They're bringing that to us. The other side of it is because they're involved in so much... Like, I'm not... I, I don't worry about fitness, we don't do fitness drills or fitness exercise, what we're doing is basically trying to get, if we can get them together, to play games, so that they're used to playing to each other and all, so, like, I would look at the positives of that, they're coming, they're common with experience of playing at a higher level, at a greater intensity, and their fitness levels are, you know, like, we ran out in both them games, if I fitter in our opposition, I'd have no doubt, like, where the other team were out on their feet and you have to remember Mayo were playing there just three years in that team the players with our senior county team so like if you look at things uh, one thing with another this is a tremendous group of girls and a tremendous ability in the ranks and look at you have it's it's if you get the perfect storm where you get all your players that are available to you on the day, you can't like you have to give kids of that age their opportunity and the different grades and so forth. So if they have commitments at different codes, well you have to you have to respect that as well. So like but if you get the perfect storm where you have them on you know, for the games and so forth you know, you can you can make things happen, and that's and I think the future is very very bright.
0: In terms of the future, as you mentioned, going forward, defeat to Galway Mayo makes it very unlikely you'll be in a Connacht A final. With that Connacht B final and maybe an All Ireland run, these girls have won at an All Ireland B level before. Is that the goal for the season, or are you still aspirations of getting to that A championship final? Well, we still
7: we're still in the A final. We're still we're still there. Thereabouts, like whatever team finishes top. Looking, looking at the results and the results from last weekend, now Galway played Roscommon and ran out very easy winners on that. And uh, it's Galway and may all be a tight game. <laughs> my my view would be probably Galway will allege that too, so you can see Galway at number one. Then two and three play for the A final, and then uh, three and four play basically go on for for for, for the B. For the B final, which the whoever wins in three and four, they play the losers of two and three. So, whichever way it works, by averages, it, it, like you can't surmise. Our next game is our next game, and uh, that's that's not that's not until April. So, um, it's, it's a long time to that, but you can't surmise. But if we finished up third, then you know you're still you're still in with a chance there of being in the A final or the B final. So, all all all, all options are still open to us.
0: Well, listen, congratulations on a fantastic performance on Friday night. And the very best of luck for us this season. Thank you. Thank you, Bertrand. Now, after the weather affected the return to club action in Gaelic football here in the county, it was this weekend before the club leagues kicked back into gear. But it's not the club leagues as we know them. And joining me now, after a little bit of while since we've had them on the show, is Secretary of Leitrim County Board, Declan Bohan, to talk about all of the changes and the new structure of the club league scene here in the County Declan. Welcome back to the programme.
5: How are you, Bradley? I'm good great.
0: I'm, I'm warmed back up after um, that freezing cold afternoon in Park, Sean McDermott. Uh, warm on the pitch with the girls getting such a good result. I know you were at the game. Um, happy enough with the performance and the result?
5: Yeah, they, it was it was it was it was very commanding, Breffni, from from start to finish. They set out their stall very early on with one, two. Straight from the off, nearly, and you know they never really lost control of it after that, and and they were comfortable winners. So they're they're in a very good position now going into the last couple of rounds. You know,
0: yeah, we won't get bogged down in that because we're going to deal with that elsewhere in the show. But it was great to see them do so well. Let's talk, as we mentioned in the introduction, about the new leagues in the county because people will be familiar with the All County League. It's happened across the county for as long as I can remember, Division One, Two, Three, Four, maybe even Five in certain years. But we've gone a very different direction this year. Can tell us about what the Premier League and the Secondary League is within the county this year, Declan?
5: I suppose that the genesis of it, Brethney, was a review committee group that looked at it towards the end of 2018 and and brought motions to, to the county committee meeting that was held immediately following convention, December 2018. And the clubs approved the changes for the leagues for 2020. So... I suppose what we were doing through 2019 was playing for positional sense, if you like, in, in the 2020 leagues. The main thrust of this of the structure is that uh, in the uh, primary league competitions, which are the ones that were, I suppose, most akin to what we call the main leagues, if you like, previous to to, to this year, uh, are now comprised entirely of the 23 clubs' uh, first teams and. The second teams of clubs, which would have climbed into, you know, over many seasons or into, and some of them were there for consistently over a number of years in Division Two, spread across three, are now playing in reserve leagues of their own. And um, basically, what we wanted to do was, I suppose, to to have clubs playing against club teams or clubs teams playing against teams of their own level. But also, we reduced the number of teams, so they're split now into two eights and a seven, which should make it more competitive. Uh, when it comes down to the premier league competition uh, and seven with seven games to be played in that now that the change was twofold i suppose one was to try and address you know the 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 increasing golf and standard that were that had become evident across all the divisions and by having lesser teams and lesser number of teams in it uh, that should help to increase the standard and the other aspect of it was that we were hamstrung, if you like, by having to play all league games with county players, which is putting tremendous pressure on the county panellists to play in 11 league games across the season that was, you know, dominated, if you like, in the early first part of the season but with county activity. So that reduction, you know, has taken the pressure off those county players, given that that league won't start until after the Alliance leagues are over. But then, obviously, with the reduced number of games, then we... um we, we brought forward the secondary league competition, which effectively is the same teams in the same division playing each other in competition in a separate competition that can run alongside, parallel with county activity through the, the second half of the league and in that period uh, around championship preparation. So, its its um, its aim is twofold, and one is to address what what we what we had reckoned was a, a gap in standard, uh, and secondly. Uh, to increase the flow of games, if you like, for club players and, and elite club players, as we call them, are those players that are, you know, consistently on their club's first team, but, you know, had m- massive gaps in their season uh, due to to the fact that games couldn't go ahead while the country team was still involved. So, the secondary league competition was due to start last weekend, but was rained off because of the weather, like a lot of other things, uh, and it's now back in action now this weekend. So, um, it should lead to a regularity of club activity for club players between now and, and the championship and we'd also be hopeful that you know okay I already mentioned we've, we've, we've dropped around but the target would be to have these league competitions com- concluded before the championship season so that that, that should uh, should uh, should should prove palatable to all concerned and and hopefully this the the, the fixture calendar will allow us to do
0: that you know, so in terms of the practicalities of it last year if we look at last year's league season it was 11 league games as you said, fitted in around whenever it was possible with county commitments. Now we have two divisions in one and two of seven games each, but they can be played whether the county are playing or not. If the county are playing a game that weekend or that period, it's the, it's the secondary league that, that is involved. And if it's otherwise, it's, it's the primary league.
5: That's it, yeah. Like the, the two competitions will be running concurrently. Um, And that's, as I said earlier, is to to, uh, provide a regular stream of games for club players. And, you know, while it might, in its sense, seem a little bit confusing when fixtures come out, you know, once a pattern will emerge in terms of, you know, the CCC had planned to have three uh, secondary league competition games played before the conclusion of the National League, uh, and and that's still achievable. Um, and, And then... There be, we will go to the April club month if you like to call it that where there, there's, there are three rounds of the Premier League competition planned for April and then you know there, depending on how the kind of championship progresses uh, there, there, there will be gaps between the first and second championship match, irrespective of what they are you know to pick up on on those Premier League game you know, Premier League games in that competition with one eye on the secondary competition to keep it running tan, running in tandem.
0: Is relegation in the secondary league based on performances in that competition, or is it just the teams that are in Division One in a given year in the Premier League will all automatically be in that secondary league?
5: Yeah, the the, the main league, mainly mainly being the Premier League, decides the composition of the secondary league. So, in other words, if if we were to look forward to the end of Round Seven, there will be two teams in the Premier League who will contest the the. Uh, League finals of divisions one, two, and three, and there'll be two teams in divisions one and two in the bottom places, which should be relegated uh, to the, the lower division. And then, you know, going forward, uh, the, the, the the two will run in tandem. So, in other words, the comprising teams of division one, two, and three in the Premier League will automatically be the teams that will comprise one, two and three in the secondary league in any given year
0: Yeah, it it is a little bit confusing but it's kind of important for people to understand how that works so the primary league is still, as was reduced from 12 teams to 8 teams and the second is essentially a mirror set of fixtures that people play uh, to keep themselves active and to keep clubs playing games um, not particularly important so play without the county players but it's good to get those teams out and seeing the fringe players and giving them the opportunity to stake their claim for a Spartan starting spot when it comes around to the championship later in the season
5: Yeah well I think you've hit the nail on the head there Bretney, because I mean the, the most important I, I suppose the point that you've made there in relation to that is that you know in any club uh, there are you know the 15 if you like to put it that way or 16 or 17 that make generally regularly make the first team in league football and you know with gaps emerging in uh panels because of players being on the county panel then there's th- two three four whatever it is number of players who are you know vying to get a-, a chance to play at the higher level and would most likely be playing regular most regular football at with a reserve team level or second or third team level or whatever it is are now getting the opportunity to play at a higher standard and that has to benefit the, the, the playing strength of a club when you can provide, albeit in secondary league competition, you, but you can still provide a good a good enough standard of, of football for, for people who, you know, obviously are trying to, to put, put themselves forward in contention for championship cases, you know.
0: Absolutely. Well, Declan, thanks for for making that as clear as mud. But I think it has uh, straightened it out for a few people. Hopefully, we haven't confused the issue anymore. Um, but it's great to see. I suppose the fact that the county board and the CCC are looking at ways that the average club player can play more games in a, in a year and play more regularly because I think that's a huge problem. Those windows that you talked about, whether it's the Alliance League or the the Club Championship, that that these windows where essentially football in the county shuts down for a month or six weeks or eight weeks at a time purely because 30 lads are involved with a county panel and it's great to see that that's kind of changing and evolving to, to really facilitate the average joe who's playing week in week out for his club whether they're junior intermediate or a senior club in the county so well, well done to yourself and your colleagues in Leitrim GA for that thanks very much
5: all right Brephy, thank you
0: as Declan mentioned, there was a complete list of fixtures played this weekend in club action in that secondary league competition as well as some reserve league games played on Sunday morning. But on Saturday, I'm going to run quickly through the Division 1, Division 2 and Division 3 fixtures and results in the secondary league in Leitrim, GAA. So in the Masonite secondary league, Division 1, Mughal, GAA Club, 8 points, Ojo 2-8 Glencar Manor 4 points, Shauna O'Heslund's 2-11. Leitrim Gales 4 points, St Mary's Kiltard 2-14. In the Masonites Secondary League Division 2, Drummer Hare and Ballon was called off. Ockne 1-2, Cary 6-6, Fiena St 3-7, Gortletra 3-8. A one-point victory for Gortletra in that game. Alan Gales 1-10, Drum Riley 3-7, victory for Adam Riley by a single goal in that fixture also. In the Night Secondary League Division 3, Ahavas 1-9, Borna 2-5. One-point victory for Ahavas in that game, while Esalen were beaten 1-12 to 4 points by Clune, and Glenfarn Kilty also beaten by 2 points, 7 points to 5 against Kilt Hubbard some big, big games there, some heavyweights, but obviously all those games played without intercounty players. So it uh, will be very different proposition later in the season. I can't see Manor Hamilton being beaten by, whatever, 13 points by Sean Heslins uh, later in the season. So it will be interesting to watch those teams develop as they do when those county players come back in over the couple of weeks and months ahead. We'll be talking to all of those teams ahead of their games kicking off in the, the Premier League proper in the coming weeks. In the Reserve League, which of course is for second teams of clubs all over the county, there was a couple of games played in Division 1 of the Reserve League today, and they were Mohal, G A Club, 15 points, Shauna Heston's 9, Melvin Gales, 2-2, St Mary's Kiltard, 2-14, Weldrum Ciaran versus Glencairn Manor Hamilton was called off. Some games played in underage football in the county over the weekend. We're going to run through some of the under-17 and under-13 fixtures that we have results for as we speak. In Division 1 of the Newtown Gore Engineering under-17 league, Mohl GA Club 4 8 McDermott the Gales 6 6, a four point victory for McDermott the Gales in that, while St Mary's Kiltard 2 12, Allen Gales 1 8 sees St Mary's winning that by seven points also. In Division 2 of the Newtown Gore Engineering Under 17 League, St Bridget's 10 points, Court 1 9, a two point victory for Gorth Lettra there, while Drumcurean had suffered a heavy beating at the hands of Phoenix St Colliens. 8-14 to 4 points in favour of Fina St. Collians in that particular game. Some other the games played in that division as well. Leitrim Gales won 10, Melvin Gales 3 goals, 10 points. A two-goal victory for Melvin Gales in that, while St. Joseph's were awarded the game against Anaduff, who did not fulfil the fixture. No result as yet for Glencar Manor versus Drummer Hare in that particular division. Now, a load of games played in the under-13 league, but unfortunately not a whole pile of results to hand, so you can check that out on the Leitrim GAA website, leitrimgaa.ie. All the up-to-date results will be there and available as soon as they come in. It's probably the best place to get those up-to-the-minute results and league tables for all of the underage and senior adult competitions in the county. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to all our contributors. And well done to all of the various people and their successes over the weekend, particularly the ladies footballers who, on International Women's Day, saw to it that they would have all three league points on offer in Park Sean McDermott yesterday afternoon. To Niall Moran on his first Sligo Rovers goal. Despite the result, congratulations on that particular achievement. And also to Derval Rooney who got back to winning ways in the boxing ring. On Sunday afternoon as well great weekend for all the ladies and the very best of luck to everybody taking part in sport over the next couple of days in the county I'll be back tomorrow with an episode of faces and places talked to you then